0: Hey everybody, you're listening to the Rope Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show.
1: This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, then turn off now.
0: This podcast is about rope bondage. Rope bondage is edge play with inherent risk and we strongly recommend you get proper training and listen to episode zero before attempting it. Find it at the top of our FetLife page, Rope Podcast.
1: Fox is a rigger and Maya is a bottom, and we're all partners who've been practicing together for a few years. And we're excited to share, as always, our passion for work with you and our beautiful city of Bangkok.
0: But today, Maya, we're not talking about the beautiful city of Bangkok, are we? Uh,
1: No, we're going to a different city.
0: Because uh, recently I sent you to the UK. (laughs) Yes,
1: I had to go to the UK to do some visa things and various other very unexciting things. However,
0: However, did Uh, you do exciting things as well?
1: Um, I managed to uh, sneak in um, some rope uh, during my very vanilla trip to the UK, yes.
0: We like that. So we're going to have one of your (laughs) world-famous rope touristing episodes today, then.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about um, the studio and the event that I went to, Mm -hmm. Um, I highly recommend to other people. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, give people an idea of what it's like to go to a different uh, country or a different Uh, type of event, that's not your own community, Mm. and how you might go about that.
0: So what was your plan before you hit the ground?
1: Um, So before I went to the UK, I looked up um, all of the possible rope events in the areas that I was going, which was London and the Midlands, Mm -hmm. Um, and one of them was uh, this particular rope jam. Um, And so I contacted the organizer of the event. Uh, and the event itself was actually called Tails and Ties. That's cute. Uh, yeah. I have I... a tail. <laughs> Just saying. Because of the foxes? Mm-hmm. And I okay. tie people,
0: so Tails and Ties. I, I like that name.
1: You don't have a tail. <laughs> we'll um, know anyway, I very do. So, anyway, it's called Tails and Ties because it's a whip and a rope event. However, um, I didn't have time to go to the daytime part, which was the whip's. Bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I just went to the rock jam in the evening because of sneaking it in um, around my um, uh, trip, and I was with family at that point. So I was saying I was going out to meet friends for a whole day. I think would have um, pushed it, given I was only in the UK for eight days. Fair. Nine days, as quick as Fair. I could. Um oh.
0: Was there a lot of overlap between the WIPs people and the ROPE people? Or was it two different sets of people coming for the parts of the day? Um,
1: most, the core of the people came to both, I think. I don't know if people had gone from the WIPs event before I got there. Um, but I would say um, there was probably about, across the evening, 10 or 12 people, I think, maybe. Mm-hmm. And probably four of them came later. So most of them had already been at the WIPs event.
0: All right, fair, uh, and so obviously you contacted the organizer and they said, "What, a random bunny from Bangkok. We have no use for you.
1: <laughs> no, it was super polite and super nice and super helpful, like they were really lovely. um, they made me feel really welcome. um I also asked them, and I would definitely um suggest this if you're going somewhere else to contact the organizer and say, "'Look, I'm coming. First of all, are you okay with um you know people you don't know are coming?" Uh, I can provide references if you need Mm -hmm. me to be vetted. Um, So that's one thing that I would do, but this is actually a public rope jam or a rope jam that's open to anyone, so you don't need Mm -hmm. to be vetted. Um, And then also, I tend to say, are there going to be... do come who might be open to tying with a new person? Because obviously for me, I, I don't know anyone. And so... If, if it, everyone's in pairs, they come in pairs and no one ties with anyone else, it's probably not the right event for me, because as much as I love watching rope, and to be fair, if that was the only rope that I could do, I probably would do it, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I would prefer always to go and do some rope with someone, um, and one of the things that the organiser did, which was just incredibly nice, mm. um, was contacted some of the riggers that he felt were, like, a appropriate to play with um, yeah. fandoms.
0: So you were like, yo, bitch, I'm Maya from the Rope Podcast. Give me your riggers. I wasn't. And they lay riggers on the floor in front of you for you to choose.
1: No, oh, my whole body just tensed up. <laughs> this is so awful. No, he gave me three um, names and provided some like background on the type of rope that they liked and wow. what they did. And I contacted... <laughs> As is my, I checked them all out on Facebook, uh, Facebook FetLife, oh, yeah. um, and um, took a look at their photos and just um, their interactions with other people. Checked that they were book people. Also checked their preferences um, in terms of tying with women, because um, obviously that's the thing. And they were. And then I contacted all three of them, and they were all really nice. And um, in the end, I tied with one of them. Um, and you'll, we can talk about the reasons for that later. But they were all super positive and all definitely initially positive about tying. There was more circumstances that meant that we that we couldn't.
0: So definitely a very warm welcome then.
1: Yes, yes. Right. The people were super lovely. At,
0: at least in terms of people because the weather was very UK weather, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, so that's a good um, small point in terms of when you tie in a new place. So the temperature in the UK is always um, a challenge for me mm-hmm. now. After yeah. being in Thailand for seven years, and it was the autumn, so it was super cold. And I also asked the um, organizer if there was a particular dress code, um, and so I took a number of layers um, that I could take off, different aspects of it, and tie in because I didn't want to be cold. And I also took a big cardigan and scarf for aftercare. So have a look at the temperature of where you're going if you're touristing because in the uk it costs quite a lot of money to heat big spaces and this studio was pretty warm inside um so actually it was fine but i have tied in like pubs and stuff in the uk which have been freezing so prepare
0: so if you're a rigger in the uk you must get used to tying a bunny who's in a parka
1: (laughs) um absolutely people tie it with a lot more clothes on than they do here i suspect that they also like that place was warm enough that you could, if you certainly if you had a lot of people in it, you mm-hmm. could take clothes off. But that I think typically maybe there's less though, so just because it's so cold.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's true that in Thailand for the jams and the party we tend to not wear a lot of clothes when we're tying. Yeah. In, but...
1: Because it's easy not to because yeah, absolutely. It's really warm.
0: All right. So tell me a bit about that location you visited.
1: Um. So it's in in the Midlands and it's in a place called. What's
0: what's a midland?
1: so it's the middle of the UK So the UK's not that big for those Americans and people in other countries Um, and the Midlands is the bit in the middle and uh, Studio Kokoro is actually um, the studio that uh, Clover and Wicked Dave have recently opened this year Yeah, which is one of the reasons I wanted to go to see it because it looked amazing from the website and it was indeed beautiful Um, they have a great website with really good directions, it's quite near a train station, um, but I actually drove, I found parking, parking was fine, finding the parking, my spatial awareness isn't very good, mm. but I, I found it, it has um, a Japanese character on the wall, it's very okay. subtle, um, but nice. that's the thing to look out for if you're going. You're so let's
0: say, let's say I'm touristing and I'm probably arriving in London, how would I get from London to Studio Kokoro?
1: You would take a train up to Mansfield, which would be an hour and a half, two hours, maybe. Okay, that's not too bad. I'd, I'd, you would walk. I'd yeah, sit
0: on the like train for two cool. hours for rope.
1: Uh, yeah, and the website actually has directions and timings for both car and public transport from loads of the big rope cities. So oh, they awesome. know people are coming there from other places.
0: Okay, so it's a place that's a bit more out of the way, but it's easy to access, is what you're saying.
1: Um. Is it out of the? I mean, it's in the middle of the country. I don't. I don't yeah. know. Like in the UK, it's not in London. Is what yeah. I would say. All
0: right. So. But still fairly accessible. Yeah, it's
1: accessible.
0: All right. Sounds good. I would totally go there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hopefully, we will one day.
0: <laughs> All right. So that's that's the place you set the scene for us. The fog was slowly rising <laughs> from the wet pavement in Mansfield, and then the when you stepped there? in, what happened?
1: Um. So yeah, yeah. I went into the event so um the space itself is huge um i checked what it actually was before i was going so it's um a rope jam in the evening and Mm -hmm. they call that open practice and rope play and as you and i both know very well events with the same name are not necessarily the same (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) like rope jabs could be Anything.
1: So it could be anything, that is our experience. So, check what it actually means in terms of play, in terms of dress, in terms of behaviour before you go, particularly if you are like me and you. So, I did all of that, mm. and it was £6 for the rope bit, which I guess is probably about $10, not really sure to be honest, and £11 for the whole day. So, it was extremely reasonable. Yeah, like, that doesn't really sound
0: expensive. very expensive for that kind of nice big space and...
1: And the space itself is amazing, like amazing. Um, there are twenty one hard points. Twenty one hard points. Yeah, and twenty one beautiful hard points, like what? not crappy ones. Beautiful, beautiful.
0: What makes hard. them beautiful?
1: Um, they're like a piece of wood, um, like a like bamboo, but not. Were they actually bamboo? But essentially, think of a long piece of wood that's okay. round. Okay. What's that called? <laughs> uh,
0: a long piece of wood, a pole.
1: Yeah, that's that would be it. Thank you. My ESL. You, you're welcome. Um, so they have three thousand square feet of space. It's huge, like right. absolutely huge. Um, they have a lovely, cozy aftercare space in a corner, which has like sofa and cushions and carpet. Wow,
0: we need one of those. Yeah. For so, our gems.
1: Well, we have one, but it's like in. Is nice <laughs> well, well it's
0: it's people laying on pallets that's less comfortable than this, sofa, this is it?
1: um like this they're making money from this i hope or they will be at some point the investment must have been quite big but um they have sofas, cushions carpet. like it's just super nice and they have um hot and cold drinks teas and coffees that you can help yourself to mm-hmm. uh, including herbal teas which is very nice because after my rope uh I really wanted hot drinks. I very cold, and um, yeah, having herbal drinks was nice too. They also have some very nice bathrooms, although I will say they were freezing. <laughs> <laughs> bathrooms often are. Um, so Kokoro, the name of the place, mm-hmm. um, I read from their website. Not I'm not knowing this uh, means heart, mind, emotion, spirit, soul. So it's very nice. Mm-hmm. It's a word um, you
0: encounter sometimes when people talk about rules, Yeah. And, uh... The motivation for doing rope. Hey guys, this is Fox coming in for a short break. We really love making this rope podcast and sharing it with you. Sadly, hosting a podcast isn't free, far from it actually. So if you like this podcast and you want to support us, you can do so at ropepodcast.com. you find ways to buy rope stuff so that we get a cut from your purchases and also ways to donate to us directly. And if you can't afford to do that, that's okay too. Just enjoy the podcast. Now,
1: back to our normal programming. It has a very nice like entrance hall. It's quite cleverly done with a whole load of like baskets. So you can put your stuff, you can hang up like coats and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, a space where you leave your shoes outside.
0: All right, like in a Japanese house then?
1: Yeah, or in Thailand everywhere. Yeah, also that. <laughs> Um, so, it's socks or bare feet. I would know that I would take socks next time because my feet were freezing. <laughs> like, okay. In tabby, the winter.
0: Tabby socks. You can be a Japanese bunny.
1: Well, I would take oh, socks. <laughs>
0: um,
1: and as you'd expect, so Clover, I'm sure people know her because she's very well known in the work mm. community. In fact, I had uh, the
0: pleasure of collaborating with her in a uh, Thai translation of her robot. Guide. And yep, it was lovely. Yep.
1: And I very much hope we'll have them on the um podcast next year. Yep. Um but they um she's an extremely talented photographer and the space is very beautiful, very well designed, uh the feel of the space is super nice. And I like the fact that there's a tentacle corner. What's it's a, a tentacle the, corner? Like a, a like a hentai area where there's like loads of soft toys with tentacles mm-hmm. and pictures of octopuses and things like awesome. that.
0: Awesome. I want to tie there.
1: It was quite cute, So some, next to the aftercare space, ah. um, and they told me that they've had like 60 people in there for a party and it didn't feel crowded. So, 60
0: people is a lot yeah. of people. Yeah,
1: so it's, it's pretty good. Pretty
0: good. Alright, you've, you've sold it to me, when, when do I get to go?
1: <laughs> as soon as you come to England, sir. So. Yeah, that's
0: never going to happen, <laughs> is it?
1: At some point, someday.
0: Alright, so that's the space. Uh, I expect there were humans in that space when you arrived.
1: There were, as I said, about ten uh, people. They said they would normally get more people for that event, but there were several other events happening that night in the Midlands, and so like their their numbers were split. Hmm. Uh, I guess
0: the UK is a lot busier than Thailand is in terms oh, of. Oh, it kings. really is. Yeah, whereas in Thailand we tend to have like a couple events a week at best, not on the same day, I guess. If you have tons of events everywhere, then the schedule can do that. Yeah, sometimes. they
1: said there were a few evening events that that night. So, oh. um, And they had just finished the Whips part, so they were all a bit tired, I think, and having a break. So when I arrived, everyone was sitting in the aftercare area and they were eating chips from the chippy.
0: What is a chippy, Maya? <laughs> so what, a
1: chip, what
0: language are you speaking right now?
1: A chippy is a, a fish and chip shop. Which is a very English thing. I don't really know why, where they sell battered fish and chips, which is a very typical.
0: You shouldn't batter a fish. Fish can't consent, Maya.
1: Well, I think if you eat animals, then you eat animals. You're right. not doing anything else with it. Anyway, people are eating. Um, there's, there's like food places nearby that you can go and get takeaway from. And okay. They yeah. don't mind you eating in it the area. It does
0: sound very English, I must say.
1: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) and actually that was very nice because I kind of came in and everyone was sitting and people talked to me and they were very nice and we talked about their different scenes uh, in Bangkok and in the UK and other places that I and the other people had been and they were just very generous Mm. talking and chatting and everyone was like super friendly
0: and warm. And I guess in this case you were touristing but you were touristing among people of your same culture and language. (laughs) Yeah. So that is easier than if you were in India with people talking Hindi Yeah, English.
1: definitely um language helps. All right. Um very sadistic leg based off of two futos.
0: Okay, how did that work?
1: Um so he um did extremely tight photos on both legs, and as mm-hmm. you know, I'm very used to tight futos because you're quite a tight um as I'm looking at my legs now and all the bruises on them. I run we'll a tight chip. Tie, tire, right like rigger. Tight like rigger? You I have like a, a
0: tie rigger. <laughs>
1: um, and he. And also using,
0: a rigger of ties. I like to tie ties.
1: He uh, was using jute rope. Um, and well, it just No one's stood,
0: perfect, Maya.
1: Just as an aside, um, the whole. Uh, how many millimeters. Mm hmm. Uh, a rope I find quite interesting because this was extremely thin, very dense rope that he treated. And he said it was six millimetre rope, but it did not feel like six mil; it felt like four mil. So I think this whole what millimetres your rope is so depends on how it's treated as mm-hmm. to how it feel just as an aside
0: all right fair and also different manufacturers don't quite measure it the same i think because in my that's experience
1: surely four millimeters is four millimeters
0: and yet mm-hmm. in my experience six mil from one provider versus six yeah, mil from that's... another
1: can look pretty different yeah and this is different again i mean this is very small six mil um but <laughs> so he tied very tight puto on each leg um and he did three wraps with only one wrap each but he took a lot of time tying those um, and really m- tying them painfully uh, mm. but very well done um, and he was very good like using his body um, once they were tied he did a mix of like lifting me up by oh, his that's the two frutos or one fruto, just literally uh-huh. pulling one footer up yeah I can tell you, that was pretty painful. Mm-hmm. Um, he also, so in the studio, there are columns. And one thing he did was wrap a rope around each column. So he didn't tie it. He just wrapped. He just, like, put the rope around it. And then he pulled on both ropes. From so, the like,
0: columns. quartering you, essentially. Yeah,
1: basically. So it's pressing my legs open by using the columns, which is very good at using the space, actually. Very creative. And then he used one of the hard points to um, partially suspend uh, one of them, partially suspend the other. He, like, dragged me across the floor with the food toast. It, was, it was very interesting because you know how we talk sometimes about when you put a constraint on a scene or a, mm-hmm. or a stick billy, really, you can be more creative because you're playing within a certain space. Um, you know, when he said to me before, like, I'm, I do a painful leg rope, I you know, didn't have the concept of how creative it could be. So mm. I thought it was very interesting to have that. He also pressed down a lot with his hands or his feet, mm. body, like lifting one bit and pushing down. Um, and he also pulled up different parts of the photos to experiment with different sensations. So, for example, pulling on the thigh bit, so my weight was on the shins. On the shins yeah.
0: It's always patient. fun. So it seems to me like this person was very good at creating a lot of scene and a lot of sensation from a limited amount of rope, and that's something I appreciate as a skill.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it was very painy rope, um, a little bit of spanking, and he also had a bamboo rod filled with carbon fiber that mm. one of the guys had made to hit the rope in different places, um, which was quite painful. Also.
0: So how was the uh, echoing in the place when you were screaming your lungs off?
1: <laughs> I, well, it's funny, actually, because I was a bit embarrassed. Uh, but I did actually yell out several times because of the just surprise pain. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there wasn't that many people there, so I was a bit embarrassed. I was trying to keep my noise down. Mm-hmm. It seemed okay. Um, and it was very hurty well, painful untying as well. That was done very well. Um, and his untying was very good. Um and it, it was quite a tough physical scene and I think that there was like it's interesting, I tend to differentiate like the endorphins from something like impact with wealth, and it felt a bit more like the impact endorphins just because it was such consistent, tough pain. But it definitely had an impact anyway. It was <laughs> it was painful. And he was very competent, very fast and fluid, great touch body handling. And it was super nice, and he checked in a lot with me. Um, He told me in advance that he's cautious when he's tying with a new person, which I appreciated. I mean, we'd done a, like, negotiation first. Actually, I should say that um, we'd done a negotiation, and I have a writing on my FetLife profile, which talks about what I'm okay with. Mm -hmm. And I'd asked him about what he wanted. Um, And one thing he did that's quite different is he does quite a running narrative, like he talks.
0: Okay, what does that look like?
1: Just t- saying what he's going to do and also checking in a lot. So that was a bit different um, mm. for me because cause we don't tend to talk much. and Actually, most of the people that I've tied with don't think do much talking apart from checking in occasionally. All right. So anyway, that was really nice. Um, it's lovely to tie with someone in the UK. Um, mm-hmm. And you and I talked about it when I came back, so we were able to play with some of the stuff. Um, and I'll link to... The photo of the marks that the photo made on my set life. Yeah, it was quite something, wasn't it? <laughs> some really pretty marks.
0: You brought back some souvenirs.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, all right, so that means that uh, Studio Kokoro is a space where more sadistic play, more S&M play, is welcome. In addition oh, to the show. Oh, that's nice. So, yeah, yeah. That's always nice. We like that. But that's not the case everywhere, sadly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, what what's your takeaway from this uh, experience?
1: Um everyone was super happy to talk about like their kinks, talk about ideas um, one of the things uh, like I came back with some learnings that we were able to try and play like in our own play, which was mm-hmm. really nice um, The space is amazing and yeah. they have a ton of things so rock jams classes lessons uh workshops play nights, performance, photography, art, and you can hire the place, which is... Man, you know,
0: that sounds pretty yeah. exciting.
1: Yeah, they have international rigors. So one thing that was quite interesting that they said to me is that they actually find they get more people travelling from far away than local people right now for mm-hmm. the international rigors. So I think Discovery is still happening. So it's quite a new studio. Mm. Um, it's not in London, and... So it's still building its uh, reputation. No, the reputation is good. It's still building its reputation. I mean,
0: internationally, it's very visible, but locally, yeah. it doesn't yeah. maybe have as much of a grassroots community, if I can say that. Exactly.
1: I it. mean, there are definitely people going, but um, hmm. it's um, impressive how many people from not that area they get. Hmm. And they've had people like Wild Tars and Red Sabbath, Not Head, like loads of people um, come. Their play party is on the fifth Saturday in the month when there is one, called Tension. And they if there's have, none, then there's no party? I think so, yeah. That's, that's what their website says. Uh, <laughs> they have a, a rock jam called Tied Up Tuesday, which is Tuesday evening. Mm-hmm. Their tails and tyres, which is what I went to, is on the second Saturday of the okay. month. And next year, they will have rock jams on the fourth Saturday of each month. So there's a lot of...
0: So quite a lot going on, then.
1: And a huge amount going on. And wow. in in the room, I saw... Like labbing, peer knowledge, so support from other people, and scening. And as you say, yeah. there was actually quite a lot of sadism. Honestly, people were. Okay. I mean, remember it had just been a whips event.
0: Yep. So that will so, recruit a certain type of people. Exactly. I suppose.
1: Exactly. So, um, I saw quite a lot of nice marks from people who've mm. been at the um the whips event, which is which is wow. super lovely. That's so, really
0: yeah. that's really awesome. And we need to remember that for places like that to exist and to run a lot of very nice people are putting a lot of time and effort into it
1: absolutely so there is wicked dave and clover who obviously are running it but then they have a team um who are amazing and really putting a lot of effort and energy into it and um i met several of them and they were just lovely so yeah definitely um and i highly recommend it if you're in that area then you know go because wow what an amazing space and If I lived in the UK, which I do not and will not, Mm -hmm. um, but if I did, I would absolutely be going to as many of their international events as as possible Mm -hmm. because the space is amazing, the people are lovely, and they're putting on great stuff. So, yeah, my... And uh,
0: given the proximity to London, I guess you could easily, in a single trip, hit both, let's say, Anatomy in London and Studio Coco in Mansfield on the same trip, right? Yeah, if you're
1: doing a walk... Um, and there's other places obviously as well but the, yeah like I just happen to have family in Nottingham and Derby for those mm-hmm. people who you know so Mansfield's quite close to both of those yeah All right. so I highly recommend it the Maya review of this uh, it's talk two me. bunny thumbs up yeah all the thumbs up for bunnies all the paws up so that's all from us at the Rob podcast
0: don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from iTunes, Stitcher and so on and come friend us on our FedLife page Rob podcast If you would like to support the podcast, you can find out how to do that on ropepodcast.com.
1: And if you have time, please give us a review because they make a big difference for us reaching more rope lovers. So we love questions from listeners. So if you have one of those, drop us a message on FetLife and we'll try to answer you in an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening.
0: And have fun tying.